0: Welcome back to my first concert.
1: The logical explanation is, is it was that giant poster of Gene Simmons looming in the corner mm, that uh, it was
0: freaking you out. That'd have been a good Robert Stack with unsolved mysteries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Special guest today, uh, Remy Maxwell and Weasel. You've heard them on the radio, I'm sure on Jack, uh, maybe seven Jack stations across this country. They also have a syndicated 80s show called dude this is the 80s and no one knows music better than these two and concerts and so we want to get them on the show this morning it's being brought to you by uh, propane the environmentally friendly energy for everyone also by aquarius uh, recently voted one of those best awards from the minneapolis star tribune for what they do with your home with heating and cooling plumbing electrical and water treatment and all those things and also our bank right here at talk north is star bank and they bring you the show as well
2: Remy, how are you? I'm, I'm doing great, Dave, and I appreciate you having us on your show. I mean, quite an honor. I know I speak for Weasel, and we say we're, we're uh, unbelievably stoked to share a broadcast podcast with a, a, a broadcaster in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, a legend for the Christ sakes. Unbelievable. The
1: guy, the guy is, uh, honestly, just listening to you do those reads brings you right back, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We all grow. And here's the difference. We're between, all huge fans, obviously. So You've probably figured this out already, but his voice is just so buttery smooth. It is. W- and it's really, synonymous with this market yeah, but we're in a different generation though. yeah right. you know our faces and our voices uh aren't much to <laughs> <write> <laughs> look about. at
2: or hear no yeah. right exactly
1: <laughs> we, we had to come up with a little bit different stick to get to a foot a <laughs> yes
2: dave is cut uh, from a different cloth obviously hell yeah.
0: well you know when i started there, a guy named buffalo bob barino hired me and uh, after he you know he said i'll put you on your three to midnight." Uh, weekends, and if you're any good, I'll keep you, and if you're not, the first day I'll tell you, you're done. I said, fair enough. And, Where was this? It on? was in KRAD in East Grand Forks, 1,000 watts of and Whoa. about three and a half listeners. All I right. <laughs> <laughs> and he—so— I did the show He the next Monday. He called me back. I said, okay, you're hired. I'm just going to give you a little advice. And he was serious. I said, what's that? He said, whiskey and cigarettes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that did help. He did said, you I'll, sound like you're this? You're going to rough your yeah. voice up. Yeah. You'll have
0: voice work the rest of your life. <laughs> so, Best advice I ever got in wow. this business. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, this is called My First Concert. You guys know music so well. So, uh, Remy, let me start with you. What is the first concert
2: you went to? This is a loaded question because of my first con. well, I, if you notice my shirt, it's all about Gene Simmons. Kiss was my first concert, but about four or five years earlier, the one that I barely recollect was uh, was Edgar Winter and White Trash. Oh my! With uh, Rick Derringer. This is at Blackham Coliseum in uh, my hometown of Louisiana, outside of my hometown, Lafayette, Louisiana, and uh, it was. I was wrapped around my dad's leg. He recounts this story. He <laughs> used to recount it. Uh, as soon as the spaceship and the lights just hovered down from the, the, the ceiling, and I just freaked out. And then I watched the show from his shoulders for most of it. I don't recollect a lot of it, but my first show that I went to, I grew up on Kiss. It was August 18, 1979, Baton Rouge Centriplex. It was a month to the day before I turned nine years old. And Kiss was, I from the floor to the ceiling, my wall, my bedroom wall was plastered with Kiss. Right? Right. So to this day, I'm still a huge fan, even though they've gotten kind of hokey over the years. And it's just Gene and Paul left. But that was it, man. That changed my life. And on the way to the show, we we lived about an hour and a half outside Baton Rouge. And on the way to the gig, we went to the Cortana Mall. This is still ingrained in my brain like it's yesterday. And we're walking around. We went to the record store, and there is a huge Kiss look lookalike contest going on. And I'm thinking, and all these people are, you know, they're older than me. I'm thinking, people older than me like this, you know, cartoon <laughs> band? Uh-huh. But they were, they were like superheroes to me. Yep. Then there was a kissing contest, and I'm watching all these, you know, prepubescent teenagers locking lips for, (laughs) and, you know, as an eight year old, it's like, whoa, yeah, Yeah, this is gross. So, this is even before the show. My mom and dad take me to the gig, and it was the Dynasty Tour. So, this was, uh, I got to see Peter Chris right before he left the band, and it was still the original lineup of Gene Paul, Ace, and Peter, and wow, just floored, because I had never seen, I think I had seen a bit of Paul Lin's Halloween special in 1976 when I was like six years old, and and that was the first time I saw them actually moving, instead of in my magazines, where they're just standing there, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, these these guys are real, but then we go to the show, and it's just sensory overload, and I got a kiss poster to your left right there, still, Uh, and... I know this is uh, a podcast, but, you know, I like to bring visual aid since it's radio <laughs> yeah. and everything. This is the original program oh, come on. from that show. Wow! kidding me? I am not. It looks new. Look, I'm, well, it's kind of worn on the edges, you know, but yes, I've had this... For, wow. for that many years. How cool is that? Isn't it amazing?
1: Dave, for you guys, uh, you and Remy both worked in the same building for, I don't know, almost 10 years yeah. or something like yep. that. Were you ever, uh, did you ever have the pleasure of going over to the MaxiPad
0: re- <laughs> to Remy's house? <laughs> no, I, you know what? I got to say, I'm disappointed now that you bring that well, up.
2: In I, the invite didn't... is there. Yes. It's right. a
1: shrine to the band Kiss. He's got every action figure, it's every true. record, every, every just about every damn thing that uh, <laughs> I'm almost Gene Simmons ever <laughs> licensed, Remy Maxwell wait, bought. Wait,
2: again, He's got more There's more. In
1: here. It's
0: unbelievable. Now, before you show that to us, Remy, okay. do you remember the first time
2: you saw them without makeup? Yes, and it was on my birthday, September 18, 1983, as when they uh, went on went on in, I think it was with JJ Jackson and they uh, oh, un- right, unveiled on MTV, yeah. on MTV and uh, and yeah, I was like, "Well, and I remember before that happened, there was I was at my grandmother's house and I, and she had a National Enquirer and there was the first supposed pictures of kid. This is probably nineteen seventy seven, seventy eight, 78 and somebody had captured them on the streets in New York City and I was like, "Well, that's and, and came to be that was actually them we didn't Mm. know that until years later but that was the picture but yeah i'd I'd, uh i remember watching that on 19 and also on my birthday september 18 1978 is when they put out their four solo albums on Mm. the same day which no one no band had ever done that before all four members putting out solo albums on the same day and that was the day i turned eight so i got the gene the g i didn't get all four of them you You don't oh i have them now of course but on my birthday i got the gene simmons so dig this this i sent off for when I was probably seven. A <laughs> kiss, uh, kiss belt buckle? Uh, kiss belt buckle, and I wore it to that show that night. And look, it's got the scratches, and it's uh, you know kind of distressed, but I still You've have it. You've been having Keeps-
1: that since 1974. You know, 77.
0: <laughs> what 77. A, what a
2: great keepsake. Isn't yeah. that great? Yeah. Have I can't, you, I can't you prepare the today, Dave. Have you met the band? I've met Gene Simmons and I've met uh, Peter Chris. <laughs> I ran into Peter Chris. I was doing a Great White record. Before I was in radio, I was uh, making records and I was in Los Angeles and I was doing Great Whites hooked in 1990, 91. I go across the street. I was also the runner. So I'm going to get them, you know, cigarettes and Coke and all this. Not Coke, drink Coca Cola. I go to the Mighty Mart in Redondo Beach and there's this guy and I'm going and he's got bleach blonde hair. Not looking like Peter Chris at all, but Peter was recently in the news around. them. remember that oh, Santa homeless. Monica homeless yeah, guy yeah, 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 that yeah. was posing as Peter Chris. Yeah. So uh-huh. and I'm looking at and he's got his kid with him. I'm like, that's Peter Chris in the Mighty Mart next to my studio. <laughs> <That's> killer. <laughs> I, I didn't even go. I had. I didn't even go up and talk to him. I didn't want to bother him, but he was hmm. tangling with his kid, and they were, you know, domestic abuse uh, allegations right there. But that was. Uh, I also met Gene Simmons at the Rip party. Remember Rip magazine, mm-hmm. Lawn mm-hmm. Friend back in the day. At the Hollywood Palladium, and Gene was, you know, leaning up against the wall, holding court, and just a complete prick to everyone that came in his vicinity. Interesting. Gene
0: being Gene, Gene he being Gene, have the greatest reputation.
1: No, I, mean, I don't know if he, you're
0: a fan at all. He well, doesn't. he speaks like five languages, right? Yeah, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. He's an intelligent guy, and right. he'll
2: remind you of that. <laughs> He'd be the first person to tell you that. Uh, yeah, his his line is "I'm a powerful and attractive man," and he says this over. And he's not and, uh, kidding. Uh, yeah, when he says it. he's serious. He's wow. just, yeah, he's kind of uh, an arrogant guy. Yeah. Weasel, how about you?
1: Well, well, hang on a second. Now, does anybody since it's your show though? But have you gone into what your first? Yeah, I was wondering was? the same thing.
0: Well, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a great story after you tell okay. me, after you Weasel. You tell me yours. Yeah, I, well, you can't follow that up because
1: my memory number one is terrible, and <laughs> everything I recall to you. I'm going to tell you, I cheated and had to look up. I know that my first concert, <laughs> I, I know that it was the Cars Shake It Up Tour. Oh, my. And, and, uh, but I looked Rico up. Rooko Kasich. Yeah, and- this was 1982. They came through town. That's still one of your favorite bands of this yeah, day. Yeah, I love the Just Cars. Just like mine. So, yeah. I, was a, so I, I was a fan. I mean, not an Uber fan. Nobody is right. as crazy as Remy. <laughs> So, yeah, I was a fan of the band and me and some of my friends, and I couldn't even tell you exactly who was there, but I know me and my friend John Dompier, and there might have been a couple other guys that went to the show. And the next day, we wore our concert T-shirts to junior high school. We were were either (laughs) in 7th or 8th grade. These T-shirts, again, it was the Shake It Up tour, had the silhouette um, of – a naked woman Uh-oh. shaking a martini shaker, right? A little risque on, for on junior high. <laughs> no kidding. They made us. They either made us uh, take it off and change what? or go home. And I think John had. To, he ended up going home because oh he he's God. like, I'm not taking it off. <laughs> I'm like okay, I don't care. I'll wear it inside out. Whatever. But yeah, that was a big stink in, in, wow. in 1982 or whatever that yeah, was. Yeah,
0: I suppose. You remember what you paid for those babies? No idea.
1: Yeah, I have no clue if they were a, maybe they were a birthday present for John, and he just got yeah. to bring some of his friends. Was it or festival like that. seating? Do you remember? No, it? It was at the old Met Center? I mean, it oh, was okay. fantastic, old Met yeah. Center. Yeah, I mean, what a great venue. They that has hosted some. Hosted some legendary. Now, elections.
2: is that where Mall of America is now on that land? Yeah. yeah oh, much. yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I just heard the stories and the legend of the Met Center. I yeah. never got to go. Well,
0: you probably went to a few hockey games there. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that—that's the kind of place where you know, be careful because when you park your car <laughs> and it's 10 below, and you come out, every side looked the same. <laughs> and you're going, and you didn't have right. that little yeah, you thing. Of, you didn't have the fob to oh, yeah. beep your car, and you're oh, going. through true. Of a buck. You had
1: to remember <laughs> the little animals, the giraffe, and the, wasn't. What weren't those there? I
2: think yeah, but yeah, all but all you're,
0: you're freezing too. your ass off. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. you run into the arena seeking to yeah, yeah, warm yeah. up, yeah, yeah, and right. you're going,
2: where would we park? All I don't right. know.
0: So yeah, yeah, many <laughs> times over at the Med Center. That was really. That was a, a, a lot of concerts. I talked to Jack Larson, who runs the XL, and he he was one of the guys in charge over there as well. But they had Led Zeppelin there one night, and the next night they were over at um, St. Paul Civic. Oh,
1: How weird wow. is that? That
0: was two sold out shows, and I think that that might have been the one I can't recall for sure where they had to disperse the crowd a little bit because it was so. They're trying to break mm-hmm. down the yeah. gates or whatever mm-hmm. the deal was. A little tear gas was was used, and it apparently leaked into part of the uh, show. Oh uh, wow! So, oops.
2: You know, Met Center, um, that Dynasty tour, that my, my first concert for Kiss, also played at Met Center because I've got some friends, Kai, from Flip. Oh yeah, he was at that show, and it was Judas Priest opening for oh, Kiss breaking here. The law, breaking yeah, the law, yeah. And my show, I had a band that I had no one that I knew had ever heard of them. They were called New England, and they went on to do nothing. Because hmm. seriously, we don't know who New England is now. <laughs> no, nah, we do not. They opened for Kiss in uh, 1979 in Baton Rouge. So I, I don't, don't know. know how they got that gig. That's I'd, weird. I don't know. Wow. Weird.
0: I saw two bands that opened up. That uh, I think had maybe one or two. It's Savoy Brown.
2: Oh, yeah! I've still There's got my track. original Savoy Brown on vinyl from my Come mom on, and dad. Do you I swear. Really? Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, Liza Jane or whatever that one. their one kind of semi-hit was. I forgot. And then, um, yeah, I got I, I to think about that. And then, no, and they did. Uh, they did an Etta James, not an Etta James song. They did a. Well, I'll think about yeah. it a minute. Slade was another opening act I oh. saw. And as soon as I saw him, I went out and bought that album.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. What Slated, year was that?
0: Would that have been? Jeez, that would have...
1: I don't want to date you know. That would probably
0: know, be late 70s. I'm not
1: sure how honest you
0: are on your podcast, Dave. So <laughs> well, I'm know. not. Okay, <laughs> okay. There's no lie detector going. That's right, the good yeah. part.
2: Slade, of course, did you know? Come On, Feel the Noise, which Quiet Riot made a huge hit out of in 83. And also uh, Run, Mama, Run, We're away. All Crazy Now, Quiet Riot covered as well. But all Slade songs. It,
1: isn't that Run, Run Away? Isn't that one of
2: them? Yeah, that was their big hit. Yeah. 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 That's crazy, dude. Oh,
0: man, I'm trying to think of that song. So speaking of Etta James, getting back to what you said. So one of the first concerts I saw, not the first, but we, we were uh, in the mid—well, would be the late 70s, I guess. We uh, Three of us had all finished college at the same time, and it was in the spring. So we said, well, we're not—you know, let's take a month and just screw around. So we mm-hmm. drove around the country, and we ended up on, toward the end of the trip in L.A., Mm-hmm. He had an aunt that lived in Hollywood, so we stayed with her. We went to The Tonight Show. We're walking out of The Tonight Show, and there was a show, you guys may be too young for it, called The Midnight Special. Oh, I love The oh, Midnight remember, Special, yeah. yeah. Wolfman Jack hosted it. All right. So these girls come over and say, hey, guys, what are you doing? And of course, we think, hey, yeah, <laughs> we need extras. We need people for the audience. Right. So we anyway, we went and sat in. Down, and you had to put your hands over your head to clap so that it looked oh. like there was a big crowd. There weren't many people because they were taping it. It sure. wasn't a concert concert. Yep. But the night we were there, George Benson hosted Van Morrison was one of the guests. Edda wow. James, Tom Scott, Carlos Santana, Doctor John. Oh and I Oh my can't remember, God! Really? All together on stage. Oh my God! Now I am a huge Doctor John fan. Obviously, being oh, from New Orleans, you know. Well, so. you got to be. Yeah. But so good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So good. And so uh, yeah, I, and I've told this story before, but Edda James was walking up the and you know there was a break right, so they're filming and then they stopped and mm. they filmed they stopped. It was really fun, but so Edda James is off to my right. I am on the concrete floor down low with my two buddies. And she's walking up those rickety little steps up to the stage, oh, and yeah. no one was there. So I ran over, put my arm out to help what her out. a gentleman. We get about two steps up, and security comes over and, you know, forcibly says, we'll take care of it.
1: <laughs> So I
0: quickly went to the cement floor in a hurry. But <laughs> I said, oh, man, I got, the, you know, I got the touch out of James. Anyway, so she gets up, and so now what they're going to do is they're going to do moon, moon dance.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, Band, yeah.
0: Together, everybody, okay. that whole group I wow. mentioned. And bef- as they're getting ready to start, she comes over and says, "Wait a minute." Walks to the front of the stage, looks over at me, and says, "I want to thank you anyway, young man, oh, for being so nice and kind cool. to me. I appreciate it." Of course, now I'm like, <laughs> "Look, aren't You're on I cloud somebody?" Nine, yeah. So I turn to my buddies and say, Etta James, just talk to me." And they both go, "Who's Eddie James?" Oh. So, so that was probably oh, <laughs> backed down, even if they knew energy. they were going to bring me back down. Oh, of course. She'd so that was one a, of the fir- She'll give
1: you a shout out before the there were shout outs. That's, That's amazing. Cool. That was yeah. pretty cool. I,
0: the, the performance, I think, is still on YouTube. Really? Yeah, Adam Carter found it for me one day. Let's tell him about man. it. So.
1: See, my recollection of it's a Saturday Night Special is that the name of the show? No, midnight the night Special. Midnight Special. Show. I thought that they just were always lip syncing to a record.
2: Well, some all of them TV were. Shows. Some of them. Well, may have Don, been. remember Don Kirshner's rock concert? It yep. came on, I think, yes. right before the midnight special. Yes. And they they did a lot of uh, lip syncing too to the to the. So you're
1: saying know. they actually were playing?
2: Yep, because live. they were all there. And then, in fact,
0: George Benson and Van Morrison did a duet together. George played, and in the middle of it, maybe not even to the middle, Van stopped it. And he says, "Ain't got it. Oh. I, ain't got it. Oh, yeah. I Ain't got it. I got. It. Give me a minute." Yeah. So he just stands there and ponders whatever he's pondering, and George Benson's looking around like. <laughs> so George says, well, "He just starts playing, riffing. I on love the George guitar. Benson, and of course it was great." And then suddenly Van goes, "Got it." Got it. Let's go. <laughs> take it from the top. And so they were really singing. That's oh, a wow. real treat. That's wow. Holy, yeah. That was holy else.
2: moly. Well, yeah. speaking of L.A., uh, to take it back from my first concert of KISS, uh, so I'm living in L.A., and KISS are doing the reunion tour in 1996. They did three shows at the Forum. So I, I go, I got to repay the favor to my mom. So she, my dad was offshore or something. Uh, I fly her in, front row in front of Gene. <laughs> oh. 1996 on the reunion tour. So I took it all the way back home. It was amazing. I mean, just mind blowing. You also have another amazing kiss in concert story. Okay, what?
1: That oh, I was,
0: uh, wait, wait. Okay. Me oh, and you have one. Okay, okay. okay, hang on. Hold on okay. to that for one minute. We'll be right back. I'm anxious to. Gene Simmons did all right for himself with a wife, too, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. Shannon yeah. Tweed, yeah. Yeah, I like her. Hey, I do. You know what I like a lot, and I think all of us do, is uh, this talk about reducing carbon emissions and how it's good for all of us. The question is, well, how in the world do we do that and it meet this world's increasing energy needs? So I wanna tell you about propane because this is an excellent way to reduce emissions and yet we meet the energy needs that we have out there. It's a clean, propane is a clean non-toxic energy source and it reduces carbon emissions right now. In fact, propane's carbon intensity score in Minnesota is only 80 and grid electricity, just to help you out here in Minnesota, including wind and solar now, that's wind and solar, That has a much higher carbon intensity score of 136, far more than propane. So who knew that using propane was that much cleaner than electricity? Plus, the abundance of propane and the growth of renewable propane means it can be used for generations to come. So millions of Americans relying on propane to heat their homes and businesses, fuel vehicles on road and off, and a lot more makes propane really the right energy choice right now. Find out more about it. It's simple. Learn about it. If you've been intrigued by this, just go to propane.com and learn a little bit more about that and our environment. Talk with Remy Maxwell and Weasel here on My First Concert okay, Remy and Weasel, the concert you went to together. I'm anxious to hear about this. Okay, so this, this is many, early yeah.
2: 2000. Yeah. yeah, this is yeah. many. But, um, so I'm living here. I, I fly back to LA back then when I first moved here every six months or so and I invited Weasel. I go, dude, we gotta go see Kiss. And Weasel's like, I, I don't really care to go see Kiss. I said, we'll have fun. <laughs> yeah, we were out there to do other things, but yeah. I think Kiss kind of just came up. Right. Really. They were at the pond yeah. in yeah. An Anaheim <laughs> and this was on the first farewell tour. So I'm thinking two, probably 20 years ago, 2002. Yeah. Uh, so We're there, and everything that can go wrong for Kiss. Does Oh, no. Are you familiar with the Spinal Tap? <laughs> yes. It, 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 it resembled
1: much more of the farce Spinal Tap than it did an actual Kiss concert. And the creme de la creme, the crescendo or the highlight mm. uh, was supposed to be Paul Stanley would get into some kind of a contraption, a harness type deal, yeah. and kind of fly out over the middle of the audience that was on the standing room floor. And he'd go,
2: all right, people, I'm going to come out to see you now.
1: <laughs> right. And so he got out there. And then, I forget what song they were playing, but let's I just think say it was "I, it was I Love Stole Girl Your Heart." Okay, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. But so they you know, they go dunga 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 donger And there's supposed to be a change, obviously, and it goes on dung, da, dung, da, dung. And Paul Stanley's <laughs> just hanging there, donger donger <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's and supposed to
2: go fun. out to that little pedestal in the middle of the crowd, fly and, out to it, or something. He never know, made but, it. But yeah. He's literally <laughs> so they they, they all kind of are looking at each other. And they, the they keep doing they the keep same playing. part dun-ga- of the song dun-ga- dun-ga- over and over again because he can't get to his microphone. So do you and remember him- what happened? No, I don't know okay. how it ended. There was like a, a team of roadies that came and parted the crowd because yeah. it was a general admission crowd yeah. on the floor. They parted the crowd and had to, uh, I don't know how they got him down, but they had to basically, one One dude had his, his platform boot in his hand. So funny. Yeah. But yep. but before that, do you remember what happened to Gene Simmons? The same show. Uh uh-uh. uh So Gene goes, uh, he flies up on it on a you know some wires mm-hmm. to the uh, to the top rafter to uh, spit blood and do God of Thunder. Mm-hmm. So he goes up there, he does that, uh, comes back. All the lights go down, so you don't see Gene, you know, getting lowered. Gene gets lowered probably six seven feet off off the stage and. Can't go any lower. Right? And so they're still, you know, everybody doesn't know what to nobody on stage knows what to do. They another team of roadies comes out. They have this huge platform that they had to stick under him. And we saw the whole thing. They that's tried funny. to, you know, mask it with lighting and everything. We're like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. Yeah, they had to have the worst night ever. That yeah. was so funny. In their in their hometown crowd, because that's where, you know, most of them lived. It started in New York, but they all, you know, <laughs> yeah. went to L.A. So. And the
0: platform shoes on at the same time, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's still
2: six feet off the stage. Oh, yeah. It was hilarious, man. man. It was that like was it was a, a comedy one. show, not a rock show. That's
1: kind of fun. When you, when you see as many live events as Remy and I have, yeah. it's always fun to see something go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> especially you know, <laughs> really and, and being in the business that we're in, doing a lot yep. of live things as well, you know. Yeah, yeah we've, we've all had, done we've it. We've had tons of things oh, that yeah. have, you know, beyond our control gone wrong. And so it's always fun to see when it happens <laughs> to
0: somebody else,
1: and especially to a guy that I have— Some disdain for (laughs) Gene and Paul.
0: Yeah. So, uh, uh, Weasel, some of those other concerts.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, You know, so, yeah, thinking about doing this with you, um, I would say there, and I had to look this up again because I don't remember, but for a time, for one year, I was working out um, in Canton, Ohio, and White Zombie played in Cleveland. And there was an awesome outdoor venue there that was right on that, whatever, that river that burned up. What was it? Cleveland's known for one of, one of their lakes caught on fire out because there. Because of great lakes.
2: pollution and yeah. acid yeah, yeah, in the yeah, water? Oh, caught fire. Yeah. wow.
1: But anyhow, um, <laughs> the venue was right there Sounds on like the river. Sounds like a great river. city to live in. Sounds and, like it's
0: part of a concert. It was. Well, yeah, <laughs> right, it, it
1: might have been, knowing <laughs> White Zombie. But uh, I was a huge fan of the Astro Creep 2000. Came out in 95. Yep. And, I mean, that record had kind of just come out. And the lighting and the everything and, and just the sound, it was so, so good. And to see the whole crowd just bump and bump. Uh, and all and jump, in unison, All yeah, in unison, yeah. yeah. was – to that kind of a beat was really, really memorable. And the other one – and this is kind of where I'm at especially now in my life being much older. I prefer to see um, bands in smaller venues. I'd rather go to a theater or a club Mm -hmm. or something like that. In 2002 – again, I had to look this up because I don't remember (laughs) when it was. But – the Foo Fighters, who had, you know, they could they could sell out the X or they could sell out Target Center or whatever at that point. Are You time. talking about First Avenue? Yeah, oh, First I was at that
2: show too. That show
1: at First Avenue, literally, uh, I remember they wore me out. I mean, I I I I, I was standing and, yep. and and rocking as long as I could, and I'm like there's not a dud in the lineup I loved
2: every single song do you remember what they opened with because I do uh, um, no I don't it was the it was the big single off the record all my life they started off with gung 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 and then when it kicks in the lights <inaudible> yeah. boom I yeah. remember that like it's yesterday
0: I suppose you get an extra gear to your playing First Avenue Yeah. no matter how big you are it's still First Avenue I'm sure they love. I got
2: goosebumps right now talking about this
0: that
1: show was amazing that's crazy Yeah. I love Foo Fighters my my I, by far
0: my favorite. I saw him open for Dylan one time, acous uh uh it was acoustic set. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That yeah. was great. at Excel. It was really good.
1: They're great doing that. They've yeah. got a double live album that they did kind of acoustically with a lot of strings and stuff like that. What is that called? A skin and bones? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ama- Speaking of Dylan,
2: uh, me and my dad saw Kid Rock headline Bob Dylan. Open for Kid Rock in mm. Sturgis at the Buffalo Chip. Holy cow! That was in 2010. How it was weird Dylan lineup, right? At Sturgis, oh, people loved him. Really? Oh, dude, he's Bob freaking Dylan. I don't I, I even, I, and
1: I know he's from here. Yeah, he's and a, a Midwesterner. You know, we're right next door in South that Dakota. Is not my speed. No, <laughs>
2: never has been. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, yeah, well, he played in a band for my friend, and uh, when he was first starting out, and his name was uh, Elston. Gun Elston hmm. Gunn, I guess I about El- And Dylan was in his band. Yeah, Dylan came down from Hibbing, and he's going by the name of I think it was Elston Gun. I got to I could, I could double that was check the it. Name. Yeah, okay. And uh, then he went on to play for uh, my buddy Bobby Becker, and then went on to play for Bobby V. Oh yeah. And yeah. then he came down here to the Twin Cities, and then the next thing you know, uh, my buddy saw his album cover and said,
2: <gasps> oh. "That's Elston Gunn. Oh my yes. yes. God. It was Bob Dylan. Yeah. yeah he yeah. had
0: no clue that he had kind of soared the new heights yeah. wasn't
2: dinky town where he first got his uh first, yeah yeah his first shows in dinky town right where we used to work yeah our station yeah. yeah that's crazy dude
0: yeah, uh, yeah, Dylan what, yeah, if you're from Minnesota, he's kind of your guy, right? Yeah. yeah you know, so. It's him and
1: Prince, right well, there. Well, see, I'm know. born and raised here and, and again, I just I never got never into
0: Never got
2: into. See, no. I, I, I didn't grow up on Bob Dylan, but I went back being a, you know, music freak that I am, uh after I went I got through my heavy metal period and all that stuff, you know, I went back and I realized I, I got to do my homework on this guy and I bought every one of his records and I was just lost in the songwriting and, and the guy's lyrics. He's a poet, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. he's a, he's, a, he's won multiple awards. Isn't he a, a Nobel Peace Prize winner? Yeah, yeah he, yeah. he
0: won a, a prize. Remember, he almost didn't accept it. I think he had a day before yes. before the prize went away. Right. I mean, you're still the winner, but I think there's a little cash stipend uh-huh. that goes with that. And he, I think remember, he held out yeah, yeah, yeah. He but waited it, it, till the very end.
1: This might sound stupid, but for my money, the greatest musician to come out of Minneapolis is, of course, Prince. Okay, yeah, that's what Without I said. It's Dylan and, Dylan and Prince, and maybe it's sure. generational too. But right, and maybe Prince would even say himself that you know he gives all credit to Dylan. I don't know. I have no idea. But I don't know. I don't Prince know. Was, that, yeah, Prince, Prince was, was the man. Yeah, and we have. In this town, I mean, you know, those are the two big ones, obviously. But there's been great local music, I'm sure, from even, yeah, you know, your time growing up here, but especially uh, our time, and, and and you know, in the '80s with the Replacements and Husker Du and mm-hmm. Soul Asylum and the suburbs, all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, it's a vibrant
0: music. But he was cool. Was a he big was cool. Uh, Prince was cool because he would go to those shows unannounced and just sit up and watch, and didn't want. Did yeah. anybody know he was there watching? I mean, yeah. he, he just he seemed to love being a part of this hometown. He didn't used he? to go to
2: the Dakota right here on Nicollet yeah. Mall all the time, unannounced, sit and up would upstairs. just sit, yeah, and watch. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. will tell you a great story about when she was performing and looked up, and he's sitting up there just At the back Dakota? At her. Yeah, and she oh. said locked eyes with him, and she kind of lost her place.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, hang on here. I got more with, uh, with uh, Weasel and Remy in just a second here on my first concert. And great to have you with along the way. Our thanks to the folks over at Aquarius Home Services for bringing this to you. You voted. I'm very proud to share that my friends at Aquarius, I've known Jeff and his crew for well over two decades, have received the Minnesota Best Gold Award by the Minneapolis Star Tribune. So you voted them top home services company in heating and cooling and plumbing, electrical, water, treatment services. I've worked with this amazing company for many, many years and know firsthand they always put the customer first, including, and what's really kind of wild is they'll knock on your door. and say, hey, it's okay if I park the van there. I hadn't had that happen prior to working with these guys. They work hard every day, earn the right to be recommended. I mean, they really do earn it. So I want to say congratulations to the entire team, Jeff, and Aquarius Home Services folks. Great job. And with winter coming up here, make sure that you have them come out and do that furnace check for you. And they'll be out there in a hurry and get it done, and then you can rest assured for a good year. But they really do great work. AquariusHomeservices.com. That's how you reach them. Remy and Weasel are with me here on my first concert as we talk about uh, a number of shows. You guys have been to so many. What else stands out, Remy?
1: Well, you know, I'll go. I'm sorry, Remy. Go, go ahead.
0: ahead. Weasel. doesn't uh, matter. I was just,
1: go ahead. I was going to say, you know, uh, also during our time working together, we used to go to a, well, our station put on a bunch of festivals, right? And Remy and I, um, I mean, we we hit it off right away. We have very similar interests, and and, mm-hmm. and um, we're very much alike the way we um, do business together yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Been pro- best friends and, for like 25 years and pro- now. Yeah. And approach radio. And um, so let's say that uh, one of those shows, the headliner would have been Green Day or whoever whoever the big band was. Our our, our favorite part was always seeing like the unknown bands. The smaller bands on stage, the you know the opening acts, and you know, or, or even the, like you know, there could be eight bands up uh, in one day. Sure. And the first couple that would kind of blow you away. Who were those guys that had them pants? That we I knew them? you yeah. were going to say. I that. I can't remember the name of that band even, but I, God, I,
2: they were good. Was it Second Coming? I. I think it might have been second no coming. Idea. But those pants, this guy, we, we went up to this guy. He was a bass player in the band. And they looked like jeans. They looked like blue jeans, but they were leather. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. were leather pants to made look like blue jeans. And he's like, I said, where did you get those? Melrose, Melrose Avenue. And, I, of course, I used to shop on Melrose all the time. I'm like, I've never seen a pair of those before. And So, the, yeah, that guy, I knew, I knew you were going to bring that up. Now, I, the next I, time we went, went out to LA, we, got, we both got a pair <laughs> <That's out> on <laughs> Melrose. Still got them? Still got them? them? Still, oh, yeah, they yeah. don't
1: fit. Yeah, I still got them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I paid
1: 300 bucks for those things, right? <laughs> You get right, I still got them.
0: Yeah. You got to frame them, put them on the wall. These has
2: got I'm a story. I'm going to
0: lose weight, Dave. <laughs> what are
2: you talking about? I'm going to wear them. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's true. That's some yeah. good memories, man. Yeah, that was good times. I was at uh, Woodstock 99. And Which Mm. is, of course, the show that everybody, you know, all of these, I think there's three different documentaries out in the last six months on this show, and how it just got a bad rap. I didn't see any of that. My experience was an amazing one. But... Maybe it's because I was backstage and didn't have to deal with what everybody else had to deal with. That's exactly I was, what it was. I, I know. You had, had access be, yeah. to water. You didn't pay for anything to do. Uh, that's You had
1: accommodations to sleep and everything. Yeah. Are oh, you're making me feel bad now. Well, yeah, I then. don't... Yeah, but you sound like an <laughs> entitled <laughs> prick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of show this is, dude. but I'm going to call it as I see <laughs> Okay. It. Jeez. I'm oh, just well. telling you, I right had a great time. Right after buying leather
0: pants that don't yeah, fit right, anymore. right,
1: right. <laughs> you know, the caviar was a little warm oh, at that come show. Come
2: on. No, actually, which we did stay at the hotel where all the bands stayed., yeah. and I remember walking on. it was awesome. <laughs> I, I walked out of my room, and I'm not making this up. Willie Nelson is walking into his room across the hall from me, and then next to him is George Clinton in some tidy whities <laughs> sitting on the floor oh, wow. on the phone outside of his room. I'm like, this oh. is totally surreal. Yeah, this is crazy. is this happening? Yeah, that's a rock and roll moment. <laughs> it right there, was sure. pretty awesome. That's Parliament pretty cool. Funkadelic was fun to watch in concert. Oh, oh they, yeah, they imagine. they were one of the headliners uh, that weekend. Yeah, they were awesome.
0: So meeting, how you've met a lot of these people too. Anybody stand out that above the others and. I'm not asking Hmm. to rate anybody, but did you really enjoy meeting some of them that turned out to be a little even better than you thought?
2: Uh, Well, Ted Nugent, I grew—I mean, politics aside and all of the the rap that that Ted gets these (laughs) days—sure, I grew up on Ted Nugent and Kiss when I was a kid, so. when I got to meet Ted Nugent, I was just blown away. And he was everything that you'd expect him to be. Over the top and, you know, I mean, just a a showman on stage and off and just a character and a half. So Ted was always fun and I got to see him many times over the years. And My buddy ran a uh, I don't know if you've met Jeff Adams. He used to run Blockbuster Pavilion outside of LA. The big big, huge 65,000 lawn venue. And uh, every time Ted would come to town, he'd either be headlining with Skinner or opening for Skinner. It was them two bouncing back. And uh, Jeff Jeff would put me right in the front. Oh, so I, my. Yeah. In front of 65,000 people. So that was, you know, amazing. It was awesome. I got to see Iron. Well, I went to, remember when uh, Mark Chaussey, our buddy, who's played in a bunch of bands, we played with Rob Halford in Fight from Judas Priest. Yeah, uh, yeah, Manson. He was in Maryland, Manson. So it was just 2005, and Manson was on tour, and we, me, Wendy, who we were talking about earlier uh, from our old station, uh, a bunch of us flew out to Amsterdam got a uh a killer houseboat right on the canals and saw him in Amsterdam with Marilyn Manson and then we took a bus our own we rented our own bus and went to uh it's a Rock, him, rock him ring in Germany and it was this huge festival uh that day we were there it was uh, Marilyn Manson Slayer Helmets. Uh, Motley Crue, and Iron Maiden headlined. And hmm. I watched the show from the side, I know I've told you this, from the side of the stage for Iron Maiden in front of, you know, 70,000 screaming lunatic Germans going, Maiden, Maiden. <laughs> like, to this day, I never have to see Iron Maiden again because it's not going to even come close no, to that I experience. No. It, right. Yeah. And I love the band, but I still won't go see them again. You, you know, back to that, that Foo
1: Fighters show, that's probably what ruined it for me, too, was ever see- seeing a, a big band in a big venue because it's just, it's so... There's just that void there, mm, and you yeah. know you you don't you, you it loses all that intimacy and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Sure. Did
0: Iron Maiden tape that? Is that a live? I think you Look can at, find I th- it on YouTube. I thought, yeah. I, I thought I recently heard a live version of one of the songs from that concert. Any yeah. of those
1: European festivals? I mean, yeah. they they absolutely go nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All to right. this day, it's this rock and thing. roll's
2: a great uniter. Isn't yeah, it? it absolutely is. Okay, just so one more one there. more Foo Fighters story for you. All right. Uh, they're doing their 10th anniversary show in Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, Dave Girl's a big uh, space nut. Foo Fighters named after, you know, the aliens that were going to – I forgot I Forgot the whole story. But uh, he called his, his record company Roswell Records. So they're doing this show only for listeners and, you know, people in, in the biz. I go to Weasel, hey, let's go to this, right? He's like, all right, cool. We're <laughs> taking a private jet to this show.
1: Private jet. Private, I've never been on a private plane in my life. Right, right.
2: So this day, he had just bought a new Harley day before and hadn't gotten to ride it yet. So we get there. We get to the airport. He's there with me. We're waiting around. We're waiting around. We're waiting. And, and it's like, is the, the, this plane should have been here by now, right? He finally gets pissed off and goes, I'm leaving. I'm going to ride my bike. You have to understand, it. number one. <laughs> and he's a bigger Foo Fighter fan than me. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm a huge, huge fan.
1: I, I forget. Do you remember what year that was? Did it you was do the 2005. math? 2005. So, yeah. I mean, I'm a, a huge, huge fan. <laughs> But uh, I am a little jaded, as you know, because I've been in the business for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, but... it better work out. But, number one, I'm not a, a world traveler as uh, Mr. Maxwell is. So, I'm not jetting off to Amsterdam. You were having caviar backstage at Woodstock. No, no, yeah. I was not. No, yeah, you know, I was out there with the people. Okay. I'm more of a guy to the people. So, when you're sitting at the airport and, you know, three hours late, you know, the plane— It was kind of ridiculous. They still right? aren't there. Then the information you're getting is, oh, we got to find a new flight crew. They'll be here shortly. I'm like, well, what are they going to get? some guys out of the bar to fly this, this jalopy down to Roswell, New Mexico. I could see the headlines already, you know? I'm like, yeah. no way. And the truth of that story is, okay. I, I know I've told you this, but you've forgotten Okay, what? Well. The truth is, is I had just started seeing my now wife- Mm-hmm. We had just started it. I remember. I remember. And uh, so I might have said something about my motorcycle, but <laughs> what I really wanted to do was I really, I really wanted to get together with her. So <laughs> that's why I bagged out. I mean, 90% of it was the pilots. I'm like, wait a minute. This, this does not feel right. And I told him, I'm like, I swear to God, I'm going to read your, this story in the news uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I know. This thing's know going that. down. Well, let me tell you, so it I felt bailed. right for me. And it was the greatest thing ever. I'm sure. It I'm sure, was. I'm sure so you, not, drove the, you drove it down? No, I, didn't, I, I bailed. I didn't yeah, go. he didn't I even go out. to the show. So, so, here and drove the so, motorcycle. Yeah. No, I just I just went and did something with my wife. Yeah. they all took <laughs> off without me. I mean, they left. They went to the show. <laughs> I didn't go to the show. I missed the uh, probably the greatest opportunity. It
2: was it was mind blowing yeah. how great it was because it was in the hangar that supposedly housed the alien. That Mm. crashed in forty-seven. How great is that? So flying in, it was we flew over. uh, It was like a a, an airplane graveyard. All of these old, huge airliners with the doors. It was like a a science fiction movie. It was freaky. Just flying in to the airbase. That's where it happened, you know. And uh, and we watched a show. handful of people probably i don't know 200 people and it was a huge and everything was free taken care of and then got back on the private plane and jet at home without you weasel okay now if you, if you want to talk about <laughs> aliens it sounds whatnot, like you
0: did make a good decision though <laughs> uh, you're darn right yeah. i'm sure
1: <laughs> <laughs> going coming up on 20 years of wow. blissful marriage I,
2: uh, <laughs> that's true you're so
1: right. um uh remy you know talk about science fiction and aliens he is a true believer because he has got an abduction story. Come on. It's I, I, It's true. not it's a true. close encounter with third kind. This would be like a, what do you call it? A first first kind. Well, yeah.
2: well, I, I don't it, have a lot of recollection claims. of it. Okay, listen. I was a kid okay. growing up in the okay. middle of nowhere in Louisiana. And you mind telling us a story, right? Sure. Okay. My first alien abduction. Go with my first, first, first time.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. Your first, there's been another one? <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> I wish an alien would come abduct you right now. Okay. All We're going to do a
2: second podcast <laughs> and that'll be the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so. I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. We lost time. You know how they, they, people said that the they, they, they wake up, they look at the clock, and then they, they don't think they've gone to sleep, and the, the clock has changed two or three hours later. I would have these, I would, it would, you know, some people call them night terrors. I would wake up and be, my mom would wake up. My dad was offshore, worked in the oil business, and I'd be screaming, crying in her doorway, and she would not have any recollection of, she'd look at the clock, same thing. Then I would have these recurring nightmares. This is getting really weird. I know Mm-mm. you still don't believe me. to this I day, know Weasel. because you
1: see what you're describing is you were having dreams. No, 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 no,
2: no, 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 no. I was three, four years old. Okay? Right?
1: Yeah, you were a little, this is okay. when this happened. You were that young? Yes.
2: Oh, you for the Christ. Okay, life. hang on. Hang on. I would have these recurring nightmares where—
1: Again, he's got huge pictures of Kiss all over his bedroom. Why the hell do you think you're not having nightmares?
2: Yeah, but at three
0: to four, you weren't doing foreign substances of any kind. No, I
2: was not at all, no. And then I would—this is no kidding. I would wake up in my room, and I would see—I would think I would see— like black figures in the corner of my bedroom and I'd close my eyes hoping they'd go away and I'd open them and they'd still be there I'm not kidding I swear to God I don't <laughs> doubt that you don't be- believe this yourself okay. but that All right. the, the logical
1: explanation is is it was that giant poster of Gene Simmons looming in the corner mm, there's, that it uh, uh, was freaking uh, you out that'd have
2: been a good one. Robert Stack with unsolved <laughs> mysteries yeah family. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> got to be some reason why I turned out like this, and I attribute it to Alien Activity. Have you had
0: anything since? No. Okay, so I'm on the air uh, doing country music as a young kid, about 18 or 19, whatever it was, Tommy Overstreet, a country singer. Mm-hmm. Or was it Tommy Cash? I think it was Tommy Overstreet. And he stopped, and I was doing the late-night show, and we were a billboard reporting station, so the country acts would go through town, and they'd want to stop in and make sure we're playing the record. Okay. And Tommy's band... He had about four or five guys with him. They came in. They were sitting about midnight at night, and they would driven in from way out in West North Dakota, out like Minot, and they swear they had an encounter. They were all oh. off of the ground. They were just, I mean, they were so jazzed up from really? what had just huh. happened. Yeah. And so they talked about it a little bit. I don't remember all the details, but I remember it was Tommy Overstreet. And,
1: Wouldn't you love to find that
0: tape? Yeah, no kidding. You know, or yeah, we yeah, gosh, a rolling yeah. tape yeah. of that show should, or whatever. Maybe yeah, you yeah. do yeah. have it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You know, I, don't, we, I didn't... I wish I'd saved more. Oh, uh, yeah. we say that all the time. Hey, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm glad I didn't say you know, <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, in reality, yeah, in reality. <laughs> like, what the hell was I doing? <laughs> you know, you mentioned your wife of almost 20 years now. and yeah. uh, I, I, I took my girlfriend to uh, the first concert I took her to was Merle Haggard.
1: All right. The oh. second one.
0: Oh, Johnny and Edgar Winner.
1: Oh wow! There we go. <laughs> that's the other Winter White so trash trash right there. Yeah. Wow, that's wow. amazing.
0: Yeah, how, there's a little variety. She's yeah. a keeper, then. Yeah, for sure. If she's,
2: <laughs> she's gonna go with both of those. I love Merle.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, I thought he was great. I yeah, I thought he had a lot of bluesy stuff
2: in him, and mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I've got one of his uh, drinking. There's a, there's a Merle Haggard drinking compilation album. Every song. All about getting jacked up. <laughs> yeah. Isn't every Merle Haggard song kind of a drinking yeah, compilation? Kinda, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. David so.
0: Allen Coe did a parody oh. kind of all the country songs. Remember about having yeah. a train and oh yeah, being I drunk love that blah, one. Blah, blah. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
2: So Album wise, you guys have a pretty vast collection. I've still got all my vinyl from when I'm a kid, and I've been adding to it over the years. Yeah. yeah. How about cassettes? Did you? keep I those? have all my cassettes oh. too. He's, were, got, he's you, a pack rat. you too young everything. for eight tracks. Yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't have any eight tracks, yeah, um, but I have all my CDs. You, sh- you know that wall of CDs I uh-huh, got, yeah, in multiple Most rooms. Most of them stolen from the radios. Well, kind of, of yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. Been there. Yeah, yeah. They all say yeah, yeah, prom- yeah. promotional, not for
1: sale. Right. Well, yeah. There were guys that we used to work with. Would, it was funny because we'd stop it. This is back when they <laughs> I had, forgot
0: about that promotional, not for sale. <laughs> right. I got it. Yeah, I got those at home. Back
1: still. when there were still record stores, <laughs> kids, this is there's is a store you could go to buy your music. You couldn't just look on your phone and it yeah. magically it would appear. But you'd go in there and you'd see copies from our radio station oh, and yeah. some of the other, like the overnight guys who weren't <laughs> I, doing so well. Just sell them all. They'd sell the records yep. and whatnot for <laughs> a couple of bucks.
0: Yeah. It was funny. Well, you guys missed the 8-tracks thing then because when I was growing up, the 8-tracks were the thing. And I, when I first heard Steppenwolf singing Born to be Wild, oh, yeah. the bad thing about 8-tracks is they would click over to the next channel in the middle of a song. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> that seemed like a flawed technology. Yeah. Yeah. Born <laughs> to be... <laughs> click... <laughs> Wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then you would all stop shaking your heads. And then it started, you start banging your heads again. It's oh, yeah. funny. Yeah. Huh? Like well, the night that? at the Roxbury. Remember when he broke oh, the window, yeah. Bob?
1: <laughs> were most eight tracks though, Wasn't? Were they in stereo or was it
2: mono? No, they were stereo. stereo yeah, they were oh, stereo. Okay. The more I think about it, we did have two eight tracks because we bought a truck from my grandfather and he had an eight track player in it, and yeah. we had Fleetwood Mac, Rumors, and Hart's Dog and Butterfly oh, that we listened to over and over because that was the only two that we had. No, that's the soundtrack to that period of my time. You know, in the eight hmm. track.
0: Did you see Hart do that, the Lincoln Center or Kennedy Center under oh, for they Led did Stairway to heaven Oh, off the charts, Robert
2: Plant. Was crying. Crying, tearing up. It, uh, another goosebump moment. Yeah, that yeah. was amazing. Ann Wilson brings it. She's, you know. Uh, Unbelievable!
0: Hang on here. I'll take one more break. I want to come back and ask you a a final question, let you guys get back to work. These guys are on seven stations across the country. (laughs) Of course, you can hear my Jack 104.1 as well uh, with Remy and Weasel. Hey, I want to thank our bank here at Talk North. That's Star Bank. They're a Minnesota company, very dependable friends to have, and they actually have – this is something new. They have real people that answer your phone when you call. You don't dial 8. You don't dial 9. You don't press 1 or 2. They pick up the phone and answer it. And when you go into the banks, if you wanna do that, which a lot of us still like to do, they'll get to know you. I'll tell you that. Star Bank, that's how they made it. Uh, They're a local lending provider, but also here in the larger market too. So around rural Minnesota and right here, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, they have 10 locations and they serve a variety of business. So I don't care what you do, if you need a bank, you're gonna need the folks at Star Bank. They reinvest in their communities. You can see that in all the towns that they're located in. And it's just an opportunity for them to show you what banking's all about. Now, you can do the high-tech stuff. That's not a problem. They got the apps. You can do all that. But if you really want to get down and in person and meet these folks and talk to them and sit down and explain your situation, they love that. They're great at it. Technology, they got that, but they also have that old hometown feel that you're going to absolutely fall in love with. And when you walk away... Not only do they get to know you, pretty good chance you'll know and remember them. Starbank.net. That's where you go. They're really good at what they do. They're also a member of FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Well, we've talked about a lot of shows here with uh, Remy and Weasel today on my first concert. But, guys, anything that among the concerts you've talked about, is there anything? I'm not going to ask you for a best, but does anything stand out? Mm. That we haven't talked about.
2: You know what stands out to me is, uh, <laughs> y- you know what I'm going to say? Uh, probably not. It's, <laughs> it, it You've was, been
0: abducted by
1: aliens. <laughs> How the hell would I know what you're about to say? Because
2: me and you were hosting that big outdoor rager in Somerset for our old station. Yeah. And uh, Courtney Love oh, and Hole no. were yeah. Oops. supposed to play. And this is when Courtney was going through, you know, a couple years, a few years after Kurt had died, and um, she was having her own set of issues. And And she
1: had a real reputation of being not a nice friend at all. She did, yes,
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we went up, and I let Weasel do the— Intro, I think, because I, I I was supposed to be up there with you, but I'm like, I, this is gonna be good. Yeah. And you were having the caviar behind stage. <laughs> that's,
0: that's right, yeah. Yeah, that's Mr. It. Maxwell could not be disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do the heavy lifting.
1: As, as I remember, there was something like we she had canceled on us last minute at that point in time. Yeah. So they made me go out there or asked me, didn't, right. make, didn't make me? Yes. Uh, I was, don't think you it, can see what matter, you said on stage. As a matter of fact, it was probably my idea. I said, hang on, I'll take care of this. Because they're like, how are we gonna how are we gonna tell thirty thousand people? Yeah. Courtney Love, and I think she was supposed to be either the headliner, or the I one, think she or was. the one before. Yeah, um, she had a huge <laughs> record out at the time, yeah, so people loved her, and up, so. everybody knew her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I came out on stage, and there m- might have been a couple of cocktails involved as well, <laughs> but started getting the thirty thousand fans to chant Courtney's. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes, Oww. yes, and and they did. Don't yes. go any further. No, yes. that's as far yeah. as I'll go. Right <laughs> <laughs>
1: and they did. And yeah. We we all enjoyed that, and then we toasted each other, and then I think another band
2: came out. Didn't so. it make the paper the next oh, day? Oh, it Made quite team, the splash.
0: Yes. Weasel the, uh, media. Made the, you made the splash or oh, the yeah. fact that.
2: No, no. The whole thing. The
0: whole episode. <man. laughs> yeah, not,
1: a, not a career
2: highlight.
0: But very memorable. <laughs> That's when you were hoping you would have gotten abducted <laughs> by <laughs> an alien. I'm sure. yeah.
1: Thinking back now, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wait, wait a minute. Now, I'll just say it.
0: Oh, it wasn't me. I was abducted by aliens at the
1: time. Oh, come on. I having
2: an out of body experience. I've had one of those too. I have. Have you? I swear to God.
1: Dave believes everything that you Say, well, do why one. don't you i think i lie
2: because i why would, I, you. Why would I make any i make stuff up with the radio not when it's us talking as real people here yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> i'll just leave it at that you can leave it it's okay I'll, all right I'll I'll i was going
0: to ask you if you want to pursue it but we'll, no, we'll for see. another time another sure. time yeah. that's a
1: whole nother podcast
0: <laughs> i've told you this uh, of course i love what you guys do but my one of your biggest fans is my middle son
2: that's oh, amazing that's that's so has cool. been for a
0: long time so Man, that's just great. just so you know tell him we said
2: hey yeah please do thank you
0: yeah I'll tell them and don't buy the, you know, don't don't ruin it, don't ruin a form, Remy, by telling me you were abducted. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't, don't tell them no, those no. stories. That's a great I? story. I,
1: Do you have somebody to edit these, by the way? Because <laughs> this on. whole show's not going to air, is it?
2: Sure, it is. This is good. <laughs> the, uh, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the abduction, uh, that's really interesting. A lot of times when this happens to certain people, they don't want to talk about it. And I can tell you about two people I want on the air that swear that very similar thing to what you're talking about. Really? Yeah. yeah. And, All right. But they they won't – it's like, you know, don't ever say this to anybody because –
2: See, he's a lending credence to my story. Well, okay. Right, there well, you go. No,
1: I know there's a lot of people that believe in that yeah, stuff. Yeah, of course. Believe in it when it comes to up. you.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> and being three years old, three years old, you're not going to remember. Uh, okay. Being right. You do have a fantastic
0: memory. It's insane.
1: I mean. No, it, it is. Does. It really he is. Does. he can't remember how to make toast. Day.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know the normal Are things that normal me? people do. I'm not good in in everyday life. But all of these stupid stats and things stick with me because you know it, they meant a lot to me as a kid. So making toast isn't important to you. <laughs> no, there. it's not.
1: Neither is my birthday, I guess. Either. <laughs> hey, Thanks a lot, buddy.
0: <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take off here. Hey, uh, really great having you guys on. I appreciate Thank your you time. Days. I know you're so busy with all you're doing. All these shows, seven across the country, right? Yeah. Well, and well, now the syndicator one.
2: Yeah, yeah. We got the dude. It's the '80s show Sunday mornings on seven of those stations, and I'm doing my live Jack show every day yeah. from three to six p. So yeah, it's we've got our hands full, but it's fun. Yeah, and I love I too. love working with Weasel again. We yeah. worked together for quite. A number of years only yep.
0: reason why i'm here honest to god yeah i appreciate that bro. well you can tell it it shows right you yeah you can't hide that stuff
2: yeah that's that the only reason i wanted to do this was to have him part of this gig because our chemistry you know this whole you know you how, how many years have you done radio where you're forced this forced chemistry with somebody you don't even Not know good. no i mean and people can see right Listerous through that. can hear it in yep. oh yep. gosh
0: yeah yeah yep. 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 104.1 jack fm remy appreciate that thank you dave yeah Weasel, great having you on. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Dave. All
0: right, you let me know what you want edited out of there. Otherwise, this whole thing's (laughs) going as is. And our thanks to our sponsors. Really appreciate their support here. Aquarius, if you're looking at a new furnace, get a hold of them at AquariusHomeServices.com. Great people. Uh, StarBank.net. Make sure now next time you're in the need for a good banking partner talk to them. and talk to them first and decide later, but I think you're going to be quite impressed. And Propane, the environmentally friendly energy for everyone. You want to learn more about that? All you do is go to propane.com, and that is a fascinating story. Dave Lee here. We're back next week on My First Concert.